Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Zayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and I am excited to be here and wrap up the end of Compassion. Step four tonight is integration, and I'm excited to um, put together our final thoughts on it and, um, you know, get, get more clear on how we can use compassion in our lives even more. Uh, so let's get things started. Uh, first, I'm going to introduce my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's great to be here with our good friend, Trish, and I'm looking forward to the discussion. Yes, you like to just step right over, don't you? But that's okay. <laughs> It is the last Monday of the month. It's integration, and usually that means that we have Trish March on the show, and we do. How are you doing, Trish? Woo! I'm doing good. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's trying to wake herself up. (laughs) Um, So... Trish, yes, thank you for being here. We are talking Step for Compassion. I know you were here with us last week as well, well, me, with the, uh, last week as well. So you're already warmed up, but um, what does compassion mean to you? Kelly, you just can't get enough of compassion, right? Like that's <laughs> an important factor. you got to realize that the more you can be compassionate to yourself, um, the the more your life will change because you're going to treat yourself in a whole different way than you have before. So for me, compassion is like a really key foundation in just handling yourself and, uh, you know, and how you address yourself, you know, how you talk to yourself, how you, you know, how you live your day to day. So compassion is a key component of that. So often people think of compassion as, something you're giving out to other people but really in fearless living it's that giving ourselves compassion and self-care and gentleness and kindness that is the key right like that's the key yeah absolutely i agree and you used a lot of different words in there along with compassion and we've talked about some of those uh this month so Terry, what are your feelings on this integration call? What would you like to um, share or make sure that our listeners understand about compassion this month? Well, I just I agree with uh, Trish that it's giving compassion to ourselves is the key. It's the foundation uh, to be, being able to change our mindset on the way we see see the world around us. And just from my own personal experience, when I came to Fearless Living over 10 years ago, I was a, a, a perfectionist. And so I've learned how to be kind to myself, to limit beating myself up, and uh, the chatter in my head telling me that I'm not good enough by accessing compassion for myself. 
So compassion saved my life. And so that's how important it is to me to uh, exercise compassion. And when I get in a place where I'm chattering to myself in a selfish way or I'm beating myself up, I stop and access compassion. And so compassion is my essential nature, which in fearless living means the one thing that I, in the past, denied myself. And I've now accessed it so that I can live true to myself and and have that kindness, forgiveness, capacity to see my innocence be a counter counterpoint to beating myself up and thinking I had to be perfect. So compa- accessing compassion, self-compassion changed my life. So that's how important it is to me. And so I can tell our listeners that if they practice compassion for themselves, giving themselves a break, forgiving themselves, being kind to themselves, and just kind of have an overarching capacity to access compassion for themselves, it can change their lives as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think compassion is something that generally we are much better at giving it to others than ourselves. And I don't know why that is. (laughs) I think that um, maybe we're conditioned to, um, you know, be polite and kind and um, considerate and giving and, you know, being of service to other people. And we're not really taught to do those things for ourselves. And, um, you know, it's really important that we're kind to ourselves. Um, the more kind we are to ourselves, the more genuinely we are kind to others. And that's, that's not really, I mean, that definitely wasn't something that I was necessarily taught as a child or growing up. You know, the only reason I know that now is because of fearless living, <laughs> right? So um, it can definitely be a shift in thinking, uh, to have compassion for yourself first, which then enables you to truly have compassion for other people. Um, one of the tools that came to mind while you were talking, Terry, was gratitude. And I think that as we write gratitude and are in a state of gratitude, we can show compassion for ourselves in the sense of seeing what is wonderful around us and um, be grateful for that and understand that um, we're worthy and um, of all of that is wonderful around us and all the things that people do for us and, um, and you know, everything that, Uh, our higher power wants for us and the compassion we get from others. And so if we can then give that to ourselves, um, then we can, we can give that to others and show them that they are worthy of compassion as well. Um, Is there a tool that um, either of you um, has come to mind tonight that you would like to share with uh, the listeners? I think that I always start with the three daily practices, and I, I did bring that up last week, but in Fearless Living, we do our three daily practices, which are really foundational tools 
And the first one starts with compassion, right? And if you are able to build the muscle and 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 really um, give yourself compassion, then you know the three daily practices are self compassion, self honesty, or honesty with self, and a personal responsibility. And we always say that compassion is the most important and the one you always give yourself first because when you can give yourself compassion, when you're honest with yourself, you won't take, you won't go off the rails and, and beat yourself up with how honest you are with yourself. You will actually do that compassionately and you'll be able to accept those truths and to build that muscle of honesty as well, honesty with yourself. And then, you know, the next step is if you're able to be compassionate with yourself you know, you can look at personal responsibility differently. It's not like you're taking the world and accepting all the responsibilities. Like you, you don't have to be a yes person, right? You can actually look at the areas of responsibility in your life and use discernment to determine, you know, what you can do, what is your role. And also I think a key aspect of that is to enable yourself to look at your future and possibilities of that. And take responsibility for making those things happen if you really want them. So it's, compassion is the first step in that. And I, I just love I just love those three daily practices because that, I was a person that beat myself up and was very, like, really verbal myself. I would even talk out loud to myself. I would say things mean, outside, like, out loud. So um, being able to, learning how to be compassionate with myself and then being honest with myself really shifted um, how I spoke to myself and really shifted, you know, how I felt in in my own skin, right? It wasn't a constant mm-hmm. battle to just try to hold my ground. You know, I was able to, to be present and to be okay with my thoughts and to learn how to shift them so I was more in compassion. Yeah, love that. Terry, how about you? Yes, yeah, so I'm. I mean, you know that those are my my go-to uh, <laughs> principles as well. I just uh, I love sharing those foundational principles. I was thinking when you were talking about gratitudes being a way to show compassion uh, and practice compassion by seeing, uh, you know, seeing the opportunities even in the challenges that are around us, so that we can be grateful for whatever opportunity and experience we have because we can turn any uh, opportunity into into an, uh, into something we can be grateful for because in my belief system everything that happens to us is for our you know for our, our growth and for our ability to um, live our purpose but I was thinking as well as gratitudes uh, acknowledgments are certainly a tool uh, that allows us to access compassion for ourselves uh, because acknowledgments are all about what we do and how what we think and what we say and how we act. And so acknowledgments are a way to build um, an awareness around our growth and around uh, our journey, around the times that we're willing to step out of our comfort zone and grow. And I think that that coupled with compassion uh, for ourselves and a recognition of how we're growing and you, applying those same principles of compassion, honesty, and personal responsibility, we can see how we are growing. And as we're growing, 
how compassion is a component of that growth. And so I think gratitude coupled with acknowledgments really set the, set the foundation for us to um, understand and be grateful for those opportunities we have uh, every day to to be blessed by others, to, just to, to recognize the the beauty of and opportunities we have in our lives. I mean, I, I think one of the things that I am grateful for is, um, you know, I'm grateful for, for the outdoors. I love to be outdoors. I love to put my hands in the soil and work in my garden. I, I love to walk barefoot in the grass. And in California, you can do that even in the wintertime. And um, just really enjoy nature and find a great deal of gratitude in nature. At the same time, I acknowledge myself for being a good steward over um, the opportunities I have to uh, to take care of this planet. And so that builds compassion for, you know, for, for the blessing. And, and so I think the gratitude and acknowledgments under the umbrella of compassion can really propel us forward, both in our awareness about what we have and what we're doing and our willingness to continue on that path and be personally responsible for our growth uh, under that umbrella of compassion so that we're not beating ourselves up. Um, you know, it keeps us in the land of intention rather than expectations. We don't buy into others' expectations. We are honest with what we own and what's ours to do. And so I think those coupled together, those foundational principles with gratitude and acknowledgments is a way to practice compassion in a very authentic way. Yeah. Uh, You know I love gratitude. Uh, So I will agree with you there. Um, Can I just add two more things? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Trish. I I, I was going to say another tool to help really just practice compassion that I found in, and Terry, I know this is one of your favorites too, is that the mantra just saying, you know, do what you can, when you can, the best you mm-hmm. can. Um, yeah. and that really helps with perfectionism and also with just, you know, the language that you use when you're beating yourself up, because if you can really, you know, keep that running through your head or use that as an intention statement, you know, I'm just going to do the best I do what I can, I can the best I can, you know, and being willing to practice that can really help to shift some of your thought processes around, around like when you're beating yourself up or when you're trying, when you know, when you're being a perfectionist. So yeah. I mean, right. Go ahead. I was just going to say right now, the three of us are, are really consciously working on creating some new neural pathways in our minds, uh, going yeah. through a program called positive intelligence. And I think that, you know, compassion certainly plays a part when you're when you're working on developing a new skill, and yep. uh, so we're we're really practicing changing some some of the rutted pathways in our brain that are are not are not compassionate, and reframing those and creating new pathways that that have compassion as a component. So this is really um, you know it's, it's timely in that we're the three of us are doing that together, and this really does, uh, I think, address that work that we're doing right now in, uh, in our growth, which is it's a stepping out of our comfort zone in order to, um, to create those new neural pathways that are going to be 
uh, sheathed in compassion, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up. So we're thinking along the same lines there. Um, yeah. The other thing I would say is that I, I think it would have been really helpful. Of course, you don't know this when you're in fear and when you're beating yourself up, which was my biggest issue. But if I had actually written down what the, my thoughts were and then tried to shift those, you know how we take, you know, things and we shift them into gratitude, but to be able to actually take my you know, the negative thoughts and the things I was saying to myself, I was beating myself up and, you know, shift them into compassion or shift them, you know, into love or shift them, you know, in a way that would have been, you know, positive mm-hmm. rather than you know, just continuing the stream and trying to silence that, but really actually taking those words and shifting them. Um, yeah, that would have been an interesting experiment for me to try. I didn't do it, but now that I'm thinking of it, I'm like, you know, next time that comes up, it might be something I want to do. And that could be yeah. even just something that I'm doing, you know, like a different kind of positive intelligence, you know, to shift exactly. those into exactly. something. Yeah, because you love. think when you say to yourself, you know, like things I would say to myself, how can you be so stupid to, you know, do that? And stop, yeah. stop saying that, and say, how can I, how can I say that, like in a in a way in a way I would say it to somebody else, you know, kindly. How would I say that with yeah. compassion? And then say it to yourself that way, and that's yep. going to re, that's going to retrain your brain on, you know, negating those thoughts when you when you have them. Oh, I have a new way of of addressing that. You know, oh, this is a good opportunity yeah. for me to. Whatever, however you want to change it. But, yeah, I think that really goes along with what we're doing. Yeah, because you can't just turn a faucet off. Like, when these things are happening, you can't just turn that off. You have to somehow shift it or do something different or, you know, decide that you're going to change that. So, yeah, interesting. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that um, any kind of shift in our thought process is a great idea. What I was going to say is that with acknowledgments, we could even um, focus our acknowledgments on what on uh, acknowledging ourselves for ways that we are being compassionate to ourselves, so that we can really see when we are being compassionate um, and and acknowledge those moments, so they kind of anchor in and become. Um, more obvious, and then we can find even more ways of acknowledging it, acknowledging ourselves or being compassionate towards ourselves. Um, another thing that came to mind is that, Trish, when you were talking about your thoughts and writing them down and shifting them, um, another thing that you can do is ask yourself, are you making it up or is it true? So really challenging the lies that we tell ourselves about what going on in the situation, you know, challenging and saying, you know, is that really true? Do people really not like me? Am I really talking too much? Am I, um, am I really this annoying person that nobody wants around? You know, whatever it is that we're telling ourselves when we're beating ourselves up, you know, challenging that and saying, you know what? No, that's not true. Um, what, and, you know, to flip it, to shift it, you know, what is true about me? What is true, um, you know, is that, you know, people love me. I'm easy to love. 
people find me funny, you know, whatever, right, to tell ourselves truths about ourselves instead of telling ourselves lies about ourselves. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought that when something Trish said, I said, oh, that just went through my head as well. And I think another another tool that would that goes along with the same uh, stream of thinking is seeing our innocence. You know, if we can if we can see our own innocence, knowing that you know I made a mistake. Okay, well I made a mistake. I'm a human being. Now what can I do to to uh, learn from that? You know, so I think as well as asking ourselves, is it true? Or am I making it up? And also seeing being willing to see ourselves as innocent and uh, forgive ourselves and move on instead of getting stuck in what we did and how how you know it was how bad it was or how dumb we said we were or whatever i think that uh, those those kind of go together as well those those thoughts and we're if we're going to shift you know yeah. yeah i think those are both both great things to consider and to even try out i love that yeah yeah, and I think if you can't, if you, if your fear isn't allowing you to to see the truth or to know the truth, ask, ask, ask the people on your support team to uh, share with you something they love about you. Write those things down, and when those thoughts come into your head, you already have a list of things that you can say to yourself that you know are true. Um, you know, it's. It's definitely okay to ask for help, you know. A lot of the time we're, we're borrowing other people's beliefs, you know. We're relying on other people's faith or trust or um, vision of who we are before we can own that and um, see that for ourselves. So find someone you trust. Um, ask a support buddy. Um, what is something that you love about me? And and write those things down. And then um, when times are tough and you can't think of, you know, the things that are good about you to, to counter the lies, um, you, you have those things to fall back on. I think that's a great idea, Kelly. And, I mean, I also want to encourage anybody who's listening to – to do that for themselves too like you don't have to rely on what people are i think it's amazing to have that as a resource and to have a belief but also spend a little time with yourself and like what do you love about yourself what do you like what do you think is pretty what do you think is beautiful what do you think is nice what do you think is compassionate like what do you what are the aspects about yourself that you you like um you know and what do you think that you like what are your skills what are your tools you know what do you think you're good at so that you can actually come up with, you know, a story that you can tell yourself that's positive, right? You can come up with the components that you can share with yourself and think that's a great idea to do it yourself, ask other people, and come up, and come up with a full picture, right? Come up with a full picture. Mm-hmm. I started a book yeah. over the summer, like a This Is Me book, and that's what I did. I did some exercises in there about what I liked about myself. You know, and what, what I, and I even came up with a, like a short list. I was like, all right, if I wanted to change things, like what's three things I want to change? And I didn't allow myself, like I was very compassionate about it. And I, you know, it was a list that I knew that I could work on. It wasn't something like, oh gosh, these things are horrible about me. I actually was like, you know, 
objective and supportive of myself and just realistic. So, um, but I love the idea of, of, you know, getting that, that feedback and having those thoughts and those things written down so you can use them as a resource. Awesome. Yeah, love that. Well, ladies, we are almost out of time, so I want to ask you, what is the number one thing you want our listeners to go away from this call, this month, this step of compassion, knowing? So, uh, Trish, why don't you go first? All right, thank you. I think that the easiest thing and the most profound thing for you to be able to say to yourself is do what you can, when you can, the best you can. Even mm-hmm. if you start there, you'll start with compassion. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Terry? Yeah, I that would be mine as well. But I would add to that that when your brain starts to chatter negatively and you start to beat yourself up, I would say pause, stop. Just say, even say to yourself, stop, pause, breathe, and then go forward with, you know, I'm doing the best I can, you know, when I can. I'm just, I'm doing the best I can. And, uh, but just, but stop it. As soon as you start to do that and you're aware, then stop. And I I even will hit my knee or I'll hit, you know, wherever I am, I'll actually hit and say, stop. I'll take a deep breath. And then I go on with, you know, do what you can, when you can, the best you can, because that stops the chatter because otherwise I, it can go on and on and on, you know, for me, that's just, that really works for me. Yeah. Love that. I love both those, those things. I think that um, for me, I'm going to say challenging those thoughts, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with, are you making it up or is it true? Um, Are the things that you're saying to yourself, are they even true? Um, you know, and then speaking and reinforcing what is true um, so that you can see your innocence, you can have compassion for yourself, you can love yourself more because you're telling yourself um, all the good things about yourself. You're focusing on what is, is you know, great about you um, instead of, you know, what you might want to work on. So, yes, I love all of that. I have thoroughly loved Step 4, Compassion. Um, Next Monday we will be on and have Step 5, which is accountable. (laughs) And um, I'm excited to to keep this uh, train moving. So, Trish, we, we thank you for being here. We always love having you here. Um, we love your support and um, love for Fearless Generations, and um, we thank you again. All right. Uh, <laughs> it, we want to remind you that um, the 12 Steps for Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the Fearless Uh, the CEO and uh, founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, go to fearlessliving.org. You can find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org. And please do go and check it out. I'm always updating it. And you can find out about our workshops, our classes, the podcast, 
Um, and our group program that we have going on right now called Stepping Towards Freedom. And it takes these 12 steps to freedom, and we go over one one a month, and we dive deep. Um, so if you love the podcast, you love talking about the step all month, um, consider meeting with us and talking about the group program because I know that it, you would love it. Um, our participants have had such huge transformations, and it's just so exciting to be a part of their journey. Um, and our next workshop is March 9th, so keep that on your calendar. And until next time, everybody, be fearless. Thanks, Thanks ladies. Have a good night. Be fearless, everyone. <laughs>